Well, did anybody make it to midnight last night? I made it to 10.30. But it always brings back memories of, of my childhood where we would make up hot chocolate and hot cider, play all kinds of games, and wait for that midnight hour to strike. It's always an exciting time. I want to welcome in a special way the, the visitors that are here with us this morning. God bless you. We, we love having you here, and we hope you'll come again another time. We heard in the scriptures, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son born of a woman. And that woman's name is very familiar to each and every one of us. Her name is Mary. Mary was granted that singular grace to be the mother of God, to give to the eternal Son a human nature, to give her, him a body from her own body. God no longer wanted to speak to us through prophets. He wanted to come and speak to us through his Son. And for that, God wanted to take on a human nature and to make his mercy and redeeming love visible. He wanted us to know him in a human way, to touch his divinity and divine life through the human nature of Jesus Christ. And as we follow Mary through the Gospels, we see that she understands and embraces her role as the mother of God. We see that her greatest desire is to present her son to the whole world as its Savior, and the prayer and hope that every single person will be brought in contact with her Son. We see this in how she makes haste to visit her cousin Elizabeth after she has conceived. We see this in her delight and joy when the shepherds come to the place where Jesus was born. What joy was hers to see these shepherds coming to adore and to visit their personal Savior. And because she longs for this so much at the wedding of Cana, we see how that she, she pushes Jesus to hasten the start of his ministry by the miracle that he would work at that wedding. After which it says, and this was the first time that he revealed his glory and his disciples began to believe in him. And have you noticed that in the apparitions of Mary throughout the ages, the apparitions that have been approved by the church, have you noticed that Mary's request is always the same, to build a church in those places. 
And why? Because in those churches, sacraments will be celebrated. These sacraments in which brings people into personal, powerful contact with Jesus Christ. As I think of this, I cannot help but be so deeply grateful and filled with admiration for all those in whom this grace of Mary resides. And what I mean by that is every mother and father, every grandparent, every uncle and aunt and other relatives, godparents, friendships, classmates, every single person by their witness of their life, by their words and their deeds, who bring people closer to Jesus Christ. God bless you for all the ways that you yourselves have done this. There's no greater gift that we can give to another person than to bring them closer to Jesus Christ. And we are blessed here at St. Peter's to celebrate this solemnity within a year that's now dedicated to understanding the great gift of the Mass and the blessing of the Eucharistic presence of Christ in the Church. If Mary is the mother of Christ, she is certainly the mother of the Eucharist, that way in which Christ is so powerfully and most fully present to us. Jesus is present to us spiritually in so many ways, especially by the presence of his spirit within us. But it is only in the sacrament of the Eucharist that he is also physically present. What is the difference between the baby that Mary holds in her arms that we celebrate at Christmas time and the Holy Communion that we will receive in a few minutes? What's the difference? Have you thought about this? Mary in that infant Christ is holding the body, blood, soul, and divinity of the God-man. What we receive in Holy Communion is what? Or who? <laughs> it is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ now risen and glorified and seated at the right hand of the Father. This is what we receive in every Holy Communion. And so we can be certain that if Mary wants to bring us this year closer to her Son, Jesus Christ, therefore she would love to bring us closer to her Son who is powerfully and most fully present to us in the Eucharist. And I have just a few simple suggestions on how we can help 
to make this year so powerfully a year of growth and of many blessings. First, let us be sure to attend every Sunday Mass or the Saturday Vigil if that's the one you attend. Let us attend Mass devoutly and with greater faith and love. And if possible, to attend an extra Mass during the week, if we can, a daily Mass. Secondly, to make regular visits to our neighborhood adoration chapels, whether it's to our chapel here or to one that is closer to you, even if it's just 10, 15 minutes. We have youth in our parish that drive here after school and will pray in our chapel for a few minutes. Beautiful. Thirdly, let us pray to fill every gesture at Mass with great love, faith, and devotion. We all would have to admit that sometimes our genuflections and our bows, let's be honest, sometimes they are done mechanically without any thought or devotion. Let's stop doing that. If we are going to genuflect before Christ in the tabernacle, if we are going to bow before receiving communion, let's put all our love and faith into that gesture. Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I love you. Let us mean what we do. And lastly, when we receive Holy Communion, we go back to our pew. Let us realize the treasure that we have received let us offer him at least some tangible act of love. Even before you might sing the verses of that communion song, something as simple as, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. How pleasing to the Lord that would be if we just made these simple acts of love and devotion. So, my dear friends, as we receive the Lord today, the Son of Mary, body, blood, soul, and divinity, yet sacramentally hidden under the appearance of bread and wine, let us welcome our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.